Alright, we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie. Three kooky things you can stop doing today. Right now. Soon. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Alright, so coach, you ready? Oh yeah. I'm ready. Let's uh, jump into three kooky things you could stop doing now, which is always a fun one for us, and we haven't done it in quite a while. But before we get into that, I would like to say welcome to our new intern, Sophie. Sophie, if you're on mute, you should unmute yourself and say hi. Oh wait, hi. I, I always get confused with the mute and unmute. Okay, hello everyone, I'm Sophie. Um, nice to meet you guys. Oh man, Sophie, this is a big deal for us. We've been we've been thinking about and dreaming about putting together our tech team, and you're the first addition to it. So, yeah, welcome and thanks so much for being a part. Definitely, I'm super excited. Yeah, I have the I have the title now, first intern ever for the Surf Continuum slash Kukas. That's pretty cool. That that is pretty. That is on. pretty freaking cool for us too. Um, all right, so let's get into this episode. I, I just, I think it was inspired by our most recent trip, and I know these guys are good spirits about it, good, good sports. But um, you know, I, I was just thinking about it, how it's. It, it, we have to discuss why is it so kooky because I think there's exceptions. But driving to the beach, or driving home in your wetsuit, you gotta stop doing it unless you're in Montauk in the winter and it's freezing ass cold. You know, <laughs> you, you just gotta. I think, you know, something that comes to mind is I think people are like, well, I, we know this. People have a hard time getting in and out of their suits, so they wanna do it in the privacy of their home, own home so that they're not <laughs> cooking it in front of everybody in the parking lot. But that's just the sign. Like, you need to figure this out. Right, right, right. And there is ways to make it easier, like the plastic bag trick, or we always like to talk about our favorite product that I can't find anymore, so I gotta get a new one, but the, uh, the surf sock. Just yeah. using something on your foot and your hand to slide into that wetsuit, especially if it's wet, um, it just makes a big difference in getting that wetsuit on and, and being able to look like a pro and just get that thing on like Superman. Yeah, and that, that's a good point, too, is like, you know, we're so meticulous about our wetsuit care and maintenance, and we're always like, rinse the suit out really well and, and hang it somewhere to dry so that you have a dry suit to put on, or, right. or better yet, have a secondary suit so you're always putting on a dry suit. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I'm a little ashamed in how long it's taken me to become <laughs> that, like, uh, careful with my gear. But once I did, then there was, like, no other way. Is like I would cringe, like even just trips, you know, road trips, hour, two hours long. I'm thinking about my wet wetsuit in a heap in the back, just like, oh God, it's all salty and wet and it's not drying the way it should be. But it's all in the name of setting yourself up for success in the future, you know. So now, even on those trips, I have like a bucket, I have a hanger hanging, uh, like hanging in the back of the car, dripping into the bucket just in case there's a second session coming up. It's not going to be bone dry, but you know, getting that wetsuit as close to ready for your next session is ideal. And if it's overnight, it'll be dry as dry as can be. An another thing that comes to mind is like all the Groms out there. We've had a few Groms students who like they don't know how to do a towel, pro proper towel change. <laughs> yeah, so they're like always like almost losing their towel like the whole time. We're like, dude, you gotta figure that out because it is gonna be super embarrassing. And it, it reminds me of a story that 
when I was in high school and I was always rolling with my brother's friends and they were always busting my balls and they were um, like I was towel changing and I must have been talking shit because Nick Chung just like looked at me and he's just like grabbed my towel and just ripped it off of me and I had like one I had like I was almost out of my wetsuit so now I'm like hopping around I'm like chasing after him and then like this car pulls up and I'm like in the road like covering myself just like ah <laughs> and uh, it might have I might have just been better off at that point just leaving my suit on because I was getting heckled but no it's, it's just a funny little story and and you groms out there and people who are having, you know, like worried about changing in the parking lot, you got to figure this one out. Oh man, I hate to prolong this one point, but I just suddenly had a flashback of a story myself. My dad, I remember before I started surfing, but when I wanted to surf, this was kind of like the contributing years to the passion and stoke to want to surf is just going to the beach and seeing the surfers like suit up and get out there. And being, I was like eight or nine years old, and of course my dad loves the beach, so we're always down there. Um, anyway, he, he gets a new camera, video camera. And he's just like all amped on, you know, filming, and he's like pointing at his classic home video, you know, just like all over the place, shaky, people waving at cameras, but there's a surfer getting changed in his wetsuit, and my dad's just filming him. <laughs> And the dude doesn't have a towel or anything, so his ass is fully out. And my dad's just standing <laughs> And I think I looked back on it years later. I, I didn't even realize at the time what was happening. I was off running around. But uh, I looked back on it years later, stumbled upon these tapes. I'm playing them through, and I'm like, oh, look, surfers. Oh, 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 dad, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, give the man some privacy. But that's a funny just popped in my head. All right, yeah, we can move that's, on. That's the Frenchman in him. He doesn't even care about nudity. He's like, oh, that's just normal. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, all right, hit us with our second point, Coach. All right, jumping off your board. We're always, we're huge sticklers about this, and we just see it everywhere all the time. And even with surfers who, like, really shouldn't be doing it because they they can get through waves and with their board and they've just gotten in this habit of ditching their board or you know or you know halfway through the ride if it, things aren't going well they just pull the cord and just jump over the back of the wave and throw their board into the beach and you know we're just tired of seeing it so yeah Quit right it. on it's it's one of the first things that i pull out when when uh, i'm working with somebody or they ask me to improve or they don't ask me <laughs> you know like that's like one of the standout things um that's just got to be changed in your surfing so if you you're feeling the prick in your heart right now and, and you know we're hitting a chord and you're like oh man i'm one of those people well stop it stop it right now um you know don't i think i think part of the the inclination to jump off the board is to try and stop riding the wave as soon as possible in some cases. You know, like the wave's done, you realize you're not getting any more juice out of that that uh, that wave, so you just want to like stop surfing to the beach to minimize your paddle back out. Um, but in actuality, that disconnect from the board and reeling it back in, by the time you get it back in, another wave's hitting you, actually probably makes that whole inside process longer. It's actually more efficient certainly with your energy and probably with your time 
to straighten off, ride a little bit towards the beach to a point where you can control the board in a way you're not gonna really get bucked by whitewater and dismount properly. You'll, yeah, you'll feel like, oh, I'm going the opposite direction I wanna go, but you'll be on your board. You'll be in position to sit and turn and point out the back right away and start paddling and making ground. And it's also just a feeling in your heart um, of like keeping the movement, keeping the surf continuum, one skill to the next and not having this, not having your feet on the ground, not risking your, your ankles jumping onto shallow rocky bottoms or reefs or even sand, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's a regular on the bottom there. So if you're jumping off your board, you're just, you're putting a risk into surfing that you don't need to be taking. And it's definitely a board control issue for most people. You know, they don't know how to mm. kick out of a wave properly or straighten out. And I, you know, that is one of the most difficult times to really have good board control. So this is, you know, this is another reason why we talk about surfing without a leash because it forces you to think about kicking out or straightening out a lot earlier. And we're also always talking about finding the tail and those two things, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you don't, you know, if you're not gonna jump off your board, you step back and really initiate a turn and come up and over the back of the wave or step back and get your, your nose a little higher so that you can, you can navigate that trough transition straightening out towards the beach. And so this is a really important area for you to be able to improve really quick mm -hmm. yeah i mean and just to like really put the exclamation mark the punctuation on how important it is is recently i went to uh the surf ranch i still haven't gotten to release any footage of that and and i want to share with you guys some stuff but uh, never mind that for a second that wave is all about performance everybody looks at that trip as an opportunity to like improve how they ride the wave because it really takes away the whole surfing element of like positioning and timing. Well, maybe not so much timing, but the whole lineup positioning, catching waves, jockeying with the crowd, all of those factors are kind of eliminated. And it's just this runway, a wave is gonna come through it. You put yourself in exactly this spot that you could GPS it down to the you know pinpoint and you catch the wave and then it is over. So everyone is like all about how can I do a better turn or get tubed or all these things. And somebody at, at, on this trip was like, oh, so what did you see? What, what can I do? And you know what I said, right? It was how you finish your wave. You know, I, I talked about their ending, the dismount, the, the kick out. On the wave, of course wiping out happens, but on the waves that they had control and chose to just relinquish it, to just give it up, and just jump off the board, that's where I was like, that's where you can improve your surfing. Because this is fantastical, this session we're having here. It's a lot of fun, but it's not real. This isn't like how surfing really is. So if you really wanna work on something, work on how you finish your wave, even in the wave pool, even in this like performance-based about the ocean, I mean, about the face of the wave, turns, this and that, work on your, and, and like that's the point, like that's the extent I go with um, talking about the dismount and finishing waves with control. Super important. That's definitely like a surfing sin. I can't wait because I went to the ranch too and I can't wait when we, when we set this all up and we share some of the footage. There's definitely some waves of me fully kicking my board out and just jumping <laughs> off like something that I would never do. And then I was like, I was just busting up when I saw it go down a couple of times. And then like I saw Uncle Anth, you know, the, the ultimate pro 
like, you know, he wasn't staying with his board, but he was like straightening out for a second and then doing that like short board, like really set the rail and like dig your nose into the white water. And it definitely looked better than what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, in full honesty, I did it too, but it was, it's always that cringe is like, oh, that's not how it should be done. You know, like the goal is perfection. So when you fall short, you're still pretty damn good. Um, all right, so this next point, I, I, I always think of you, Coach, when, I, when we come upon this kind of idea, concept. Um, but such a kooky thing to do is to blame your equipment. And, and that's our third kooky thing that you can stop doing today. Stop blaming your equipment. Yeah, it's, it really shouldn't. It, it's really not even about the equipment, you know. Like we always talk about there's something to go out there and do regardless of the conditions and regardless of what board you have in your car at that day or whatever board you're borrowing or something like that. Like just stop making excuses and go out there and figure out something that you can improve on with the board. And it's a, it's a learning experience. If you're having difficulties just making a wave on a certain type of board, like take it on as a as a challenge and and make it happen you know like there's so many good surfers out there on shitty boards and so you guys gotta stop saying anything about the board like if it comes out of your mouth you should just like slap yourself <laughs> yeah yeah i think that you were such a good uh, influence on me with that because you know i i would get so obsessed with getting to know my board getting to be comfortable on it really feeling like I could surf when I got tuned into my board. Meanwhile, you'd be swapping out boards left and right. Let me try that board. Let me try this here. Try this thing. Like so casual about it and, and ripping too, you know? And I was just like, damn, okay. It doesn't have to be all about the board. You can just be a good surfer to the extent where you don't have equipment. You're a body surfer and, and you can still ride waves. You can still float in the ocean and not look like you're drowning. Um, you know, just like basically we're speaking to the the concept, the idea of being a, a good water person, someone who can exist in the water and just look comfortable, you know, kind of like a seal pops their head out, dives back down, flies through a wave, hops up on the beach, you know, um, it's just, it, it's, it's not about the equipment. And it's a, it's a huge red flag, kook flag flying when when you start talking about equipment and oh if i just had this board i mean any real surfer is just gonna look at you shake their head and write you off so you try not to be that person <laughs> right on well this is a great episode i really love these ones i'm i'm glad we brought it back and uh we should start a new list already for our our next one our next three kooky things if you have an idea what's a kooky thing write an email to us Give us some inspiration. We'll talk about it. Info at thesurfcontinuum.com. Right on, team. Welcome again, Sophie, to the team. And Coach, thanks for, for checking in, tuning in. And to all the listeners, check you next you. time. Woo!